0: The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome Raider Nation to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host Raider Craig. Welcome to the show and the Raiders are now 5-3. Two division wins under our belt. Looking like the playoffs folks. We got a hit on that and more here on show 558. Ritter Nation on today's show, we will have the post game for the chargeless, nutless, boatless chargers. That was a nail biter and a heart attack, all kind of rolled into one. We definitely gonna hit on that because oh my gosh, can't we just beat a team? (laughs) That was a tough one, we're gonna hit on that for sure. Midway through the season, we're gonna take a look at where we stand, how we stand, how tall we're standing, and where we're going. Gotta do that for sure because it's time. This is halfway through the season. We have to look at who we are and look at where we're going. That's a fact. And a pregame for my hated rival, the Bronca Hose. Yeah, the hose is coming to town. They think they're going to get well on the Raiders. Trust me, a division game is never easy, no matter what the record is. We hit on this game because it is one of those games that could be ugly for us. You know it, and so do I. <laughs> oh my gosh. That and the bone line should roll this show up, and we can move on out. All right. Let's get to it. Raider Nation. The Las Vegas Raiders traveled to Los Angeles, California in Sophie Stadium, and beat the Los Angeles Chargers. I know it's hard for me to say that. (laughs) It's harder harder for me to say that than the Las Vegas Raiders. Trust me. But they are the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm glad there were no fans there, because the eight people that would have showed up for the Chargers would have been enveloped by the sea of silver and black. But let's talk about this team, because honestly... We got away with one this game. The Raiders played well. The Raiders played very well. The defense is coming to its own. The offense is continuing to roll. Derek Carr did a great job. Third quarter was also a quarter where we could have closed this game out, but we didn't. Derek, the end of the first half went about as poorly as it possibly could have, but you guys came out in the third
1: quarter and and played really well. I mean, what... What was it like at halftime? And what did you think about that last minute or so of the first half? Last minute or so of the first half was tough, man. Um, I think they scored with like 25 seconds left. Um, and then we get the ball, throw a screen, try and get something. And then we call a play. We get exactly what we want. And uh, Darren Waller, I mean, he's running. You guys can watch the tape. But Darren Waller's running wide open for a touchdown. And uh, I go over to throw it to him. They knock it out of my hand. And it. It's kind of like your heart just like just sinks, you know. It just drops out of your chest, and uh, you know, in that situation, hindsight you look back. Well, would you do it again? Would you? Do it? I mean, we had what we wanted, absolutely. I mean, Coach Gruden probably said, you know, we'll probably do it again because we had a 70-yard touchdown to Waller, and so we had confidence that our plays are there. We're moving the ball, but at the same time, it, it's a bad feeling because we just gave them some points, and so we came back out. I was, I'm not going to lie, Jerry, I was mad, you know, uh, with the way it ended. So uh, we came back out and I I was ultra aggressive today. You know, there was, was, I I mean, I'm mad at myself now. I watched the the film and, you know, I'm being too aggressive. I missed a couple completions that could have been big for us um, just looking downfield. But uh, again, that's that fine line, you know, of what I'm, you know, trying now now with these speedy guys, you know, trying to find that line. But, you know, sometimes we hit them, sometimes we don't, but uh, really... Really proud of how we came out, and it didn't really matter, you know, Jerry, like our, our mood stayed the same, and that's the good good football character I've been talking about. It doesn't matter what happens. It's a four-quarter game, and today it came down to the last play.
0: So when we rolled into the fourth, we had a couple of plays where we had to make that or we would have ended up exactly where we ended up.
1: what really comes to mind is Isaiah Johnson. Um, he's a guy that's, you know, gives us the best looks on scout team all the time. And his number was called today and he needed to step up. Not only did he have to give us good looks all week, but then he has to go in and execute our scheme. And, uh, it's a little bit different than the way they play certain things. And he went in there, especially after a hard week. I don't, I'm not gonna get into his personal stuff, but he had a tough week. And as a team, we just kind of wrapped our arms around him and, uh, it's a I think that's the story if if someone talks about it or if he's talked about it Uh, the week that he went through um, personally uh, and then to be the guy to knock the ball out at the end and win the game for us I I hope that you guys someone please just give him a lot of credit for what he went through this week and what he was able to do I saw a little bobble. I saw him hit the ground and you see him the referees talking about it so then you're like well Either way, this is going to get reviewed. You know that's what's going through my head. You know, and obviously they're the Chargers team. They run on the field, rightfully so. They think the game's over. uh, You know, on the last play, Um, and then (laughs) they go review it, and then all of our guys rush the field and go nut. A play like that can change a young man's career. You know, Um, you know, one way or the other. And hopefully, this catapults Isaiah, and I hope that it just gives him more and more confidence that when the game's on the line, he, he knocked the ball out twice. Let's not forget, he didn't do it just the last play; he did the play before also.
0: This game came down to coaching. John Gruden outcoached Anthony Lynn. It's simple. It's simple as that. If you watch the game, you know exactly what happened. They ran out of time in the fourth quarter to get the touchdown. How do you, how do you manage that last quarter time-wise? It, it's crazy to even look at. Let me just go over it with you because I was stunned. The Chargers (laughs) had the ball at the two-minute warning, trailing 31-26. to They only needed to go 55 yards to score a game-winning touchdown. With that team, it's totally possible. And they had all three timeouts. Two minutes should have been plenty of time for the Chargers to score a game-winner because this is what I was thinking. There's no way you're going to guarantee driving 55 yards. But you had the clock. You had the timeouts. It was crazy that they ended up running out of time. That was the worst coaching. Coach Lynn, this is his M.O. <laughs> They've lost the last quarter games all season long. I think Lynn will be gone by the end of the year, which is a bummer for us because they're going to get a decent coach in there who's going to change this team around. Hey, the Chargers are a good team. they got a great defense and a super offense. And Justin Herbert is the real deal. Coach Lynn is not a very good coach. That's that's the facts for me. That's what I can see. The Chargers let almost 30 seconds run off the clock before they called an eventual timeout. 30 seconds. That's insane when you're talking about no time left to win the game. You're on the your you're third and goal, fourth and goal, third and goal. You got all the playmakers. I mean, they called some great plays. Now, our defense played incredibly well this last drive to keep them out of the end zone, but they needed a touchdown, not a field goal to win. Could have been different in that case, but they needed a touchdown to win, and they just couldn't get it done because... Uh, we had a great defensive play in that last few seconds of the game. I'm going to tell you right now, our DB, I think it's Johnson. He was a freaking beast. After
2: that play, did you see it hit the
0: ground? I felt it. I
3: pulled it. I mean, I pulled the ball out of his hands, especially on the second one. I was like, hey, there's no way. There's no way. And I, In all honesty, in my mind, um, after the play, I didn't know if they would review it or not because it was the last play of the game, and I didn't know if we could throw a challenge flag or not. So when it originally happened, I was like, Lord, please, just give us an opportunity to review the play because I knew for a fact that I pulled it out of his hands while we were going to the ground. Isaiah, how good did it feel to be that guy to make that play? But then also, is this team kind of building some confidence that you guys can can win these type of games And in any way? A lot of injuries to this team. Are, are you feeling confident that you guys are going to be able to overcome that type of stuff. Absolutely. Knowing that, um, how hard this team works and how close we are and the weapons and the tools that we have and the mind and the character we have, we feel like every game we go into, no matter who's up, no matter who's playing, no matter who's starting, no matter who's the backup, we have a chance to win every game no matter where it is, what time, or where we play. So we try to prepare that way, and that's how we were prepared this week. I had no idea I was going to have that many reps in the game, but I prepared throughout the week for it. Isaiah, Derek
4: told us that you would had a real tough week personally, <laughs> and
3: I'm
5: wondering if you could tell us at all what
3: – you went through during the week. Um, I think it was Wednesday morning I found out that um one of my close close uh teammates that was like a little brother to me had passed away in um Houston. I played uh cornerback with him at U of H. He had um lost his life in Houston this past Wednesday and um I didn't tell a whole bunch of people about it just because I know that we still had to prepare and win the game and I didn't want to be a distraction but um I feel like that play that game, um uh, not to make it about myself whatsoever, but I, I feel like that moment was um for him just because I know that you know he would he would be with me in a situation like that What's his name? Uh Kadarian Smith on the broadcast, they showed you running down the field with your with your hand held high. Um, just share those emotions, if you would, please. In that moment, because <laughs> for me personally, I thought, okay, so they think it's still complete. So they think they won the game. But I know in my mind that if that camera shows it that we won. So in my opinion, I'm like, look, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to celebrate before they even know it. Because they were celebrating before they even got the final verdict. So I'm like okay, I'm going to celebrate too because I know what actually happened. So that's what that moment kind of was. I never got to do that, but, you know, I like to have fun with the game sometimes. Thanks, guys. Thank you all. You all have a good one.
0: They had their two largest, tallest, high-point guys come in and try to win that game in the last two plays. They'd have been smarter to manage the clock better than they would have been able to get the touchdown having extra time. There's no doubt about it. Great game, Raiders. Great win, Raiders. I mean, this was a nail-biter, as you know. It's a heart attack game. I was totally flipped out, running around my house, going crazy in those last two plays.
6: You had a young cornerback, uh, Isaiah Johnson, that was contested there at the end.
7: Uh, it seemed like he played a pretty decent game coming out the bench for you guys. Well, he did. I thought he... You know he got he got baptized today in the NFL, and uh, Mullen comes out of the game, and Arnett's on the sideline, and, and we needed somebody to step up. Keyshawn Nixon hurt his groin, and uh, thank goodness for Isaiah Johnson and his length. And uh, like uh, like you said, you you, you, you got to give him credit. We gave him a game ball, and uh, we gave Brandon Parker a game ball for their for their work today, and on, on uh, as we were shorthanded.
0: I mean, it was so close. They had to just catch the ball; it would have been over. So we squeezed into a 5-3 and season, just barely. We cannot let that happen in the fourth quarter. We just can't do it. (laughs) We have to score more points because our defense is not able to keep up. We need to score, score, score. We have the offense to do it. We have the coaching staff to do it. We have the players to do it. So we have to do that, and from now on, We have to continue to score early and often and keep teams playing from behind. That's our winning strategy. That's all we can do because of our defense. Great game, Raiders. We beat the Chargers. I mean, their team we're going to have to face for many years to come, and they got a great team. Next year, they're going to be way better. So good job. We got one more game against them, which is not going to be easy. And so let's just call it what it is, of a, a revenge game, because they're going to come after us, whatever, we have to win. Our running game is becoming incredibly deadly. And we got to keep that going. And Jacobs, this game, was on fire again. And Booker was on fire again. And I think that's what controlled the clock a lot of the times for us. That's what worked for us as far as holding them and using the clock. We used it up. <laughs> we used it up before we left it to them. That was a good job. It was really a good coaching game for the Raiders. Players played hard. Our defense is starting to gel a little bit more. And we need to have that happen as the season goes on. It's going They're going to get better every game. I'm telling you. I've told you before. I'll tell you again. Great game on all sides the feral cat um mad max crosby again gets the quarterback
1: there was a couple plays that swung the lead to like you know a 10 point swing like the matter of you know seconds so um you know we went to the locker room and it was a little bit a little bit quiet and um i know personally i started you know getting the guys going you know i was I was trying to get everybody up because it was we were, you know, dominating that half. I felt like um so it didn't matter what the score was. We just had to bring the energy in the second half and I thought we did, we absolutely did that. We came out and uh, you know, got after them.
0: Our defense is starting to solidify, folks. I think we should have a little more confidence in them rolling through the rest of this this season. And speaking of the rest of the season, let's just get to it right now. We're 8 and 8 eight games into the season that's halfway through a normal season and well let's just talk about that for a second why? my name is why? my name is why? my name is Raider greg why? my name is
8: why? my name is why? my name is,
0: is Raider greg i had to look right there <laughs> right there in person it was ugly that game was bullshit. Okay, I'm sorry. I had to get it out. I love it. Everyone's at the halfway mark, pretty much, in the NFL. And here is the big story that they're not letting you know, really. But i sure if you're an NFL fan, you probably already know. The COVID is a problem. And not such a big problem in the NFL because they've kept it under wraps. They've done a very good job of managing the people that have contacted this disease. But, however, college football is a mess. And for those who watch college, you guys understand they're canceling games every other day. The COVID is a problem in sports. Organized sports, it's a huge problem. My hat goes off to the NFL for doing a great job. Of keeping it under control for right now, so let's hope that we get this uh, this vaccine sooner than later for all of us, all of our six, really, not for football, for our grandmother, for our coach, for our teachers, for our first responders, for people who are in need that will die with this disease. We got to get this handled. Football is important to me, but not important. To that degree. So in an an attempt to foresee the future, the NFL has been holding a lot of meetings and they're they're meeting coming up here this Thursday. NFL big meeting to talk about the issues with COVID, how the season's going, and how to structure the playoffs, which is crazy. It's certainly crazy. They're talking about having a 16-team playoff. 16 teams will go to the playoffs. In the division, number one in the division will play the last in the division. And then so on and so forth. They're trying to restructure the playoffs in case we have a COVID problem that we have to mitigate immediately so that we don't lose the season and all the effort that's gone in so far. Some teams are doing better than expected. Some teams aren't. The problem here is the COVID. They got to handle it. And they're looking at ways of making the playoffs work out for everyone. Especially when they've been on the edge and the verge of having to cancel games big time several times this year. Not a lot of big news in the news like you see at 5 o'clock. But I guarantee you any type of inside sports reporter is going to tell you that they're super concerned. And they're restructuring the playoffs in case they have to do that. Smart move. NFL's been all over this from the beginning. I'm glad. However, it turns out, everyone's going to have a shot at the at the party. I know the Raiders at this point are in the playoffs if it starts now. So that's kind of the contingency for 5-3. and three. And we got the Bronco Hoes coming up. I love this time of year. I have to tell you. I love NFL football. I was truly devastated when I thought it wouldn't happen this season with all that's going on. You know, I just hope that all that's going on settles down. Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, this is nasty. It's dangerous for our democracy. These officials that we have voted into office get their shit straight before shit happens on the streets. Because these guys are all bucking for their individual parking places. I'm talking about both parties. It's a, it's a, it's a, I'm going to get into this rant right now. It's about a power. It's about power and control. I just want my vote to count. And let's just move on with the country. I don't care who's, you know, yeah, Trump, whatever. Biden, whatever. Let's just do something that stabilizes our country. Let's move forward without this chaos. Period. I am over it. Let's move on. Let's get a hand on this virus so we all can move on with our lives without this over the top of us. Thank you very much for that. And that is all I have to say about that. The autumn wind
6: is a raider pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Wait a Nation! Let's go! Let's go! Wait a Nation! Let's go! Let's go! Raider Nation! Let's go. Let's go. Wait a nation. You ready for some football? You ain't ready for
0: no football? All right. Sunday, November 15th at 105 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The Denver Broncos come to Las Vegas. And they're going to Allegiant. And they're feeling pretty dangerous, as they should. This is also a team that can bite you, hurt you, beat you, even when they're losing. This is a game we have to very much handle and handle quickly. And let me tell you how. Hey, hey. Let me ride that donkey, donkey. Let me ride that donkey. It's no surprise that there is a hated relationship here at the Broncos and the Raiders. It's been that way since I can remember forever. And uh, this divisional game has always been very, very important to me. Because I hate the Broncos. I hate them more than the Chiefs, the Chargers. You know, (laughs) they are the ones I can't stand. This is a huge game for me personally. It always is every year and I'm looking at a very dangerous opponent when it comes to the Broncos. The Broncos are a very well-coached team, and I really believe that uh, the injury bug has gotten to them, and I'm just not quite sure if at this point in the season they're ready to turn around because the coach seems to be pretty dejected. Coach,
9: halfway through the season now, you look at these injuries, what do you attribute it to? You know, the weird offseason, no preseason, overtraining, bad luck. I mean, you guys have been hit hard. Do you have a better read on it now halfway through the year?
10: It's hard to uh, pinpoint any one or two things as to why it's happened. You know, obviously you look at it thoroughly. Is it the training? You know, we, the guys didn't train here all off season and was that part of it? I don't know. But short and preseason, you know, no preseason games. I don't know.
0: Hey, Vic, I know it's not just an offensive issue, but um, uh, is faster starts the
8: key to turning things around? And, and what kind of a cumulative effect could that have on your team if uh, offensively you do get off to faster starts?
10: Well, it would have a great effect. Um, we do need to get off to better starts. You know, that's, obvious here in the last three weeks that's happened to us and some previous games also. We need to be able to make first downs first and foremost, and then hopefully that leads to points and, uh, you know, offensively early in the game, you know, we've struggled with that the last few weeks. It's something we look at each and every week, you know, we, we script the first 15, you know, by situation, you know, it hadn't worked out here recently, you know, yesterday, you know, we ended up with some third and extra longs in those series, which didn't help. But um, it hasn't always been that either. You know, we we obviously need to do better offensively early in the game. And uh, the staff and the players will be going to work on that extensively here this
7: week. Thanks for my Chris. Yeah, just, uh, Coach, uh, kind of along those lines with the first half, the, the play caller always gets second uh, guest Where is your confidence in Pat Shermer?
10: My confidence is good. You know, Pat's an experienced guy. He's been through this before. You know, when you good thing about being experienced, you've seen the highs and the lows. Unfortunately, we're going through the lows right now, but he's had plenty of highs in his career. And, um, you know, we're optimistic that we'll get this thing turned around soon. You know, we're going to be working to that end, both the players and the coaches. We're going to work hard to get that fixed. How do you sort of combat the frustration with, what, the, what kinds of players you see on your injured reserve list right now and and what you have to do for a half a season still? Well, you just have to deal with it. You know, um, a good carpenter doesn't uh, blame his tools. You know, he's just got go to go find a way to get the job done. And that's, you know, that's my mindset. With the players we have, and I love all our players. They're out there busting their ass every, each and every week in preparation and during the game, they're giving us great effort. You know, it's my job to find a way to – you get the solutions that will lead us to a win.
0: The three and five Broncos, with Vic Fangio, which is a good coach, um, are struggling, struggling with injuries and issues to the COVID as well. Another team's, everybody else is dealing with the same stuff. Fangio just got a, handed a bad bag. Chuck Schumer is also in the house, and he's a very good coach. So they have the players, they have the coaching. Um, I don't know what has happened to the Broncos, but they're 3-5 and five for a reason. Not to say, by any stretch of the imagination, that they can't come into Las Vegas and put a whooping on us. This is the game, see these games always scare me the most. First of all, because they're most important. In order for us to get into the playoffs, we have to win our division. And so far, we're kicking ass. I love it. We're keeping focused on trying to get out of here into a playoff spot. Gruden, it looks like he has swallowed the canary because he looks pretty happy right now. we got to get through this Bronco team, which is inconsistent. And here's the problem the Broncos have that we must take advantage of. We have to score early. We have to make them play from behind. If we do that, we have a huge chance of the victory. If we let them stay around within three points for the whole game, this could be another San Diego experience with an L. I ain't kidding. These players are real. This team is great. They have some great players. I mean, I mean, they really do. Noah Fant, tight end. We should have picked him up. I liked him too. But we got a great tight end in the Raiders, but in the draft... Nick Vinettet Jake butt they're real deal they're short short yardage guys, and they're very talented, Tim Patrick, along with Jerry Judy as wide receivers, which we were thinking about kidding, and k j Hamler, listen, Deontay Spencer, these guys are all dangerous and can hurt us big time they have a good they have a really good fullback, which is not like every team, Jeremy Cox is the guy who leads the way for Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. Those two guys are no joke. You remember their names. Lindsay's hurt us a bunch of times. He loves playing the Raiders because he's put it on us multiple times. Broncos have a good offensive line and their defense is the problem, I think, with them. But they're not terrible. I mean, they're... They're a good team. They're professional athletes, and <laughs> they can definitely hurt you. You know, A.J. Boyer he's no joke. Josie Jewell, Alexander Johnson, these are the linebackers. Bradley Chubb, oh, thank you. He is a beast, and he could, you know, cause some fumbles and some havoc back there. Draymond Jones, the defensive end, is a beast as well. And Shelby Harris, Need I say more? They are a good football team and they're going to be problems for us until they're behind by two touchdowns.
8: Uh, And well, you know, like we do every week with you, Rich, let's look ahead to next week for the Raiders as they stay in the division and take on the Broncos. You called yesterday's Broncos Falcons game. So, you know exactly what they are up against in terms of challenges with Denver. What did you see from them that maybe the Raiders should be concerned about?
7: You know, it's a good defense, but they're beat up right now, Aaron. And, you know, they're really good on third down, they do a good job getting off the field. They're really stingy in the red zone. They've been a top five unit in both of those areas most of the season. But right now, they're just depleted. You know, Jarrell Casey went on IR, Mike Purcell. They didn't have Shelby Harris last week. They're, you know, he was their best defensive lineman. So that's three defensive linemen that, that haven't been playing. And then you look at their secondary and their two top corners didn't play yesterday. Bryce Callahan, their best cover corner, A.J. Boye. Boye had the concussion. Hmm. Callahan had the ankle injury. So I would anticipate both, both will play this week against the Raiders. But, you know, the defensive line is beat up. But uh, this will be a good challenge. It's Denver. It's always tough. Uh, but they've got a, the defense, I think, is going to be the difference in this game. The Denver offense is struggling right now. And I think if you can get some pressure – uh, on the young quarterback, Drew Locke, I think you've got a chance to really create some negative plays and possibly some turnovers for the Raider defense.
8: Well, Rich, the Raiders now 4-1 and one on the road. However, their next two games are at home against Denver and Kansas City. As always, we appreciate when you join us. Thank you, Rich. Thanks, Aaron. Marcel That's Reese, right. Eric Allen in the house. EA, I'll start with you. When All you right. think of the Broncos, maybe the record doesn't jump out at you, but what should we be concerned about next week. Well, with the they Broncos. have a
10: very athletic quarterback who can make big okay. plays with that arm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a young rookie at receiver making tremendous plays. Drew Locke has been able to make tremendous, tremendous plays with his legs and his arms. So he has to be someone we focus on. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all true. Uh, but again, this is a division rival. So, Anything can happen. We have to play sound football. I want to see energy. I want to see passion. I want to see guys, everyone's eyes to be right, offensively and defensively. Yep. I want us to make some more big special teams plays uh, for our team that are coming out this week because we have to start doing different things so we can be prepared for the stretch in this playoff run.
8: And look, we learned today that the, what, 2-5 and five Chargers Their record does not indicate their level of play because when you play an AFC West opponent, we'll talk about that in a second, uh, you need to be worried about it. Drew Locke had a career-high 313 passing yards and he led the team. In rushing yards, yes. and what I was saying earlier, <laughs> when you play an AFC West opponent, it is different, mm-hmm. right, Marcel? It's
10: absolutely yeah. different. The atmosphere is different, even though you don't have fans and uh, packing out stadiums. The atmosphere is just different because we genuinely do not like any of the teams in our division. <laughs> we don't want to give them an inch. <laughs> nope. That's right, uh, not nope. an inch, EA. Yeah, yeah. No. gotta no. watch out for a little Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay's is a hard runner. Yeah. Does well. Got Gordon from the from the Chargers last year. So they're a capable offense, so we really have to be on our P's and Q's. And they
8: week. will be looking to beat oh, the Rams oh, right now, sure. who are 2-0 yes. in the division.
0: This is a game that we could win if we win early. I mean, we got to put the points on them right away. First quarter, second quarter, just keep scoring touchdowns. If we can do that, we will deflate the Bronco Hoes, and send them home like a deflated football, flat. I think this is possible. I certainly believe that we have coached it well for this far of the season. We look really good. Very few coaching errors on the offense. I can say that because Gunther, (laughs) (laughs) Paula. I call him Paula because his defense is still very suspect. Paula better get it together here before the end of the season because he could be definitely looking for a new place to work. There's a lot of great defensive coaches sitting on the sidelines, and there will be more as the season rolls on and coaches are let go. There's going to be a lot of defensive brains to pick by the time we get down to the end of the season, and I'm hoping maybe we pick one of those brains because I'm not sold on Paula Gunther by a stretch. I hope we come into this game healthy. As far as our offensive line goes, they're looking pretty good. They've gotten some players back off the injury report. You know, We didn't get too beat up last game. Uh, there are a couple injuries, nothing big, which is very good for us. And our defense is improving. They're improving every, every game I can see. Definitely our defensive back, Abrams, is a frickin' animal. And with him out there and Arnett, I'm telling you, man, this year is a real learning time. Next year, they're going to be unstoppable. Our defensive backs next year will be scary to the entire league. That I can tell you because they're just starting to get going and they look really strong. I mean, all of them. I mean, there's no doubt about it that the, uh, the Raiders have a crazy good defensive back group. Now, now, you know, we had no off season, We had very few and no preseason games. So when it comes down to what's happening, look, the feral cat came back to life as well. Arden Key is no one to mess with. You haven't talked about him very much. He is a stellar player. Watch him play this game. He's going to play out of his mind. I got my money on Key for sure. Hankins, Malik Collins, Maurice Hurst, Kendall Vickers. In the middle, we get push up the middle, it's going to be really good because Carl Nassab and Kendall Vickers on our defensive line are no joke. Nicholas Moreau, Kyle Webbler, we can do it. Corey Littleton played out of his mind. Had some issues last game, but it's either you have an issue or they get a touchdown, so I don't mind those penalties at all. Trayvon Mullen, Isaiah Johnson, the hero of last game. Nevin Lawson's going to come out too. Keyshawn Nixon, LaMarcus Joyner, Eric Harris, Jonathan Abram. I don't even know what to say. I mean, he is just so freaking insanely brutal. And teams look out for him. They watch out because he's going to put a hurt on him. That is Raider football. That is the kind of Raider football we know and love. Gritty, hard-hitting, and definitely memory-worthy. Because I'm going to tell you, all those receivers, all those running backs are looking for number 24. I would be, because he'll take your face right off. I love it. In order for the Raiders to beat the Bronco Hose at home, it's not like they're some juggernaut, but it's a division game, so they're going to play out of their minds, because they do. They hate our guts. They don't want us to win anything. This is the rivalry I'm talking about. There is hate. <laughs> and I love it. So let's get this done, Raiders. Man, once we knock out the Bronco hoes, we just got to roll through them twice. We got one more against the Chiefs after this. This is the stretch. This is the stretch for us. This is the most important stretch of games we got all season. And we should be doing very well because things should be clicking much better. I expect our offense to come out on fire like their hair's on fire. We need to get Henry Ruggs. We need to get <laughs> we get to get Trent Brown on the field. That's for sure. Darren Waller, he's going to make a reappearance last game. He was there, but not like he's going to be this game. I'm looking forward to seeing Brian Edwards on the field. You know he's been out with an injury; he's kind of rusty right now. But I think he could show a lot in this game. Nelson Aguilar, of course, is a beast. Derek Carr's doing what he has to do to make a win. Josh Jacobs is a beast. Alec Ingold, certainly a beast. Devonte Booker is going to be coming for some Bronco home meat. They cut him like a bad habit and he's going to show them well, okay, you cut me? Well, this is what you should have had. I look to Devontae Booker to have a record day, Josh Jacobs to have a record day, and for us to control the clock and score early and keep them on their heels until the last whistle of the game. I expect the Raiders to beat the Broncos at least by a touchdown. But like I said before, it's a divisional game and anything can happen. That is all I have to say about that. 1-800-620-7181 1-800-620-7181 620 is the Bone Line and you can call it any day, any time Before, after, during a game, get on the bone line, throw us a bone. you got to know that you're still out there, folks. Still alive. Because we are. And we're getting it done. Let me just remind everyone who's listening to us that we are the longest running professional sports podcast ever. Raider Nation podcast was started when there were 200 podcasts on every subject from water, water wheeling to underwater boss basket weaving to... Whatever it may have been at the time, gardening, there were only 200 shows. There are several million. Now, you guys know the podcast industry has exploded. Everyone's doing one. Well, before they were doing one, the Raider Nation was doing one. That's a fact. And the first caller of this show is the Lucid Raider. He's from Northern California right? Where the Raiders used to be (laughs) for a few years. What's happening, my good brother?
6: Raiders! Yeah! That's right, baby. This is uh, Lucid Raider calling out of Northern California. Yo, we just got that win right now. Yep, against the chargeless, nutless, boltless chargers. That's right, baby. Hey, uh, Raider gig, Raider Randy, uh said that wrong. Raider Greg, my apologies. Hey, I want to say something, first of all, about uh, I think about two weeks prior to the season you had apologized on a podcast for calling the uh, Raiders the Oakland Raiders. Uh, I don't I don't believe, truthfully, you should ever apologize for that because that is the Mecca. That's where we were born. So uh, I just wanted to give you a little bit of uh, my uh, mind on that. But anyhow, what a good win. And uh, it's sickening that these announcers at the end of this game They were so happy, I mean, so damn happy to call the Chargers the winners before they even see the replay. I mean, they were ecstatic. I mean, good. Oh, good for them. Yeah, whatever. But, yeah, we got that win, and uh, let's go Raiders on to the next one. And uh, you guys keep doing what you're doing, and uh, thanks for the podcast. You're doing a great job. Let's go Raiders.
0: First off, my good brother, thank you for the props. You know we're here for the nation because we are the nation. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, you know, I felt bad because I wanted to make sure that Las Vegas gets its due. Hey, man, big props to the $750 million that they sacrificed for our new stadium for sure. I'm going to make the mistake many more times, but that's just who it is because, yeah, you're right. (laughs) We've been going to games here in Oakland for over two decades. So let's just... Call it what it is. It's just force of habit. So I'm not going to do it very much longer. But I appreciate the props for that too, bro. I'm glad you noticed. I was having a hard time at first. And the announcers were giddy. These guys were freaking giddy that we lost. They were so happy for the Chargers. Gosh, you'd think that they were all best friends. Absolutely a take, I thought too. I'm glad you pointed it out because I didn't say it in the show. But I needed to that was right out there some straight out shit! because we won and you could hear a mouse fart after that that's crap but we love to be hated i do anyway that's fine with me because we're the only ones who love us thanks for the call bro and our next caller very good dude very good raider fan you know him because i do he is the Prez. What's going on, my brother?
2: Ready to Greg. Ready to Randy. This is the Recovering Prez. We have got to stop this damn ugly win. We'll take it. But damn. And I am going to say, hey, man, you know, a win is a win is a W. But, man, this one's going to have to kind of go down with the Holy Roller and all those other things and stuff like that. I wonder what they're going to name this one. You know, back in the days they had all these close games and stuff like that, and they kind of had a little play on words with it. But, nonetheless, we'll take it. Defense, something has to be done. That is plain and simple. Nothing else needs to be said. Kudos to Car and, and um, Jacobs and the Raiders, but the defense, you know, they, they held it down toward the end or whatever, stuff like that. But overall, we should have blown their ass away. But I'm not going to sit there and, and just keep on going on around with that stuff. On to the next one. This is the prayers, and Raider Nation, have a good night.
0: Well, first, thanks for the call, my good brother. And second, yeah, these, <laughs> these games, these heart attack wins. Um... Well, that is sports, isn't it? Isn't that why we watch? To see if we can win or we'll lose? That is professional sports. That's the definition of it. The stress. The agony. The elation when you win. This game won't be coming down to nothing. They're not going to remember this game in two weeks. What they will remember next year, if the The chargeless, boltless, nutless Chargers go on a roll. They will point to this game as a changing point in their whole life, which to me is just another sign of the coarse crap of the mainstream media. What can I tell you about sports? You know they have to find a story. So now they've found one, and I'm sure they'll use this next year if the Chargers come out swinging. Appreciate the call, bro. Very, very cool win, even though it was brutal. And our next caller, my very good brother, Raider Chris from Scranton, PA, the home of our future president. Thank God. What's you got for us, my brother?
5: Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, Raider Chris, Scranton, PA. First and foremost, I'm very happy to hear that Raider Randy and his family are all doing okay. They're safe, and uh, there's nothing serious going on with him. So I'm happy that you gave us an update on him, Greg. On to the game. Hell of a win. It was a close game. I knew it was going to be close because it was a division game and because Herbert is not a joke. Like, he's a solid quarterback. Kid's got hearts knows the game i give it to him but uh how about them raiders huh they're the prettiest of wins but we won we're five and three we're in that playoff hunt and that's all that matters i was impressed i was impressed even defense and we don't give tom Cable enough credit because these backup linemen on our offensive line are doing a hell of a job so kudos to uh Tom Cable. But, yeah, hell of a win. Uh, gone to Denver. And I think we're going to handle them pretty easily. I'll be honest. I'm very confident in that. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. We're Greg, we Randy. Thank you again for everything you do. Until next time, I am out like that fat girl in Dodgeball.
0: You know, divisional games are always – um, they're brutal. I don't care if there's a winning or losing record. We've had a losing record and shut down the Chiefs and the Bronco Hose and the Chargers. We've done it because you can do it with that town of a moxie. Now, I, this game was a nail-biter. I knew it would be. They're always that way. But for me, the third, the fourth quarter said everything to me. We had a couple of three and outs towards the end of the game. Uh we were do- we were using the clock, which I thought was the smartest thing to do uh cause they weren't paying attention. I think Gruden knows this about this other coach, whatever, cause I've seen it from him before, on other games. He's the worst clock manager in the league. If you disagree with me, please call in and tell me why I can prove that he is, especially after this last contest. Yeah, we squeezed this one out, thank goodness, to Johnson. Because if it wasn't for him, we would get the losing category on this game. So close. Our offense needs to put up points every quarter, every minute, take every single ball to the score. We have to score often and early to win games because of our defense. That's what we got to do. So we're going to have to do that again with Denver because they're coming in here And they want the W. They don't care about their record. They don't care about shit. They do care to beat the Raiders. And that's what I'm looking for. Bring it on, Bronco Hose. Because I think and I hope we trounce these guys big time. uh, Because I'm tired of taking a trouncing from these guys. We've seen that a few times as well. Let's beat the Hose in our house. Appreciate the call, brother. And our next caller from Chicago, Illinois, Raider Kevin's in the house. First time caller. Hey, thanks for calling, bro. What do you have for the Raider Nation, my friend?
4: This is uh,
9: Raider Kevin from Chicago, Illinois. First time caller. Long time listener. Uh, I just wanted to share my thoughts after a great victory. Uh, It wasn't pretty at the end, but they found a way. Isaiah Johnson, that great play at the end there. Uh, just want to say this team, I think is definitely underappreciated by uh, the national media. He's uh, got a good squad here. Um, love the mix of a run and pass um, in the offense. Love um, the way they're using Jacobs, the way the car is running with the ball. I love that. Love that. Um, love the intensity. Um, just frustrated with, the defense overall still, uh, they made some plays today, but they can't do it on a consistent basis is the frustrating thing. Um, one of, Probably the biggest disappointment for me on defense is Corey Littleton. I really thought acquiring him would solidify some of that trouble at linebacker they've always had in covering and, and uh, just making big hits. I remember about three or four plays today, Herbert scrambling around or the or the um, run, running back would catch a pass out of the backfield and he would just whiff or just not have a big hit. Seems like he's a little undersized at the position to me, to be honest with you. Um, love Nick Um Big fan of him. Really wish uh, little was kind of more like him as far as built, but um, I'll give him more time. Just a little frustrated with him at the moment. Overall, happy, though. You know, 5-3, and three, I'll definitely take it. I um, think this team's only on the up and up, especially with the way the schedule is. Broncos um, coming up and then a bunch of winnable games after that Chiefs game in two weeks. So I really like where this team's headed. I just think uh, you got to solidify, you know, the defense and have consistency. I think that's the biggest thing with this team. I think we all know that as Raider fans. Uh, the consistency is just not there. Um, he can just drive to drive on defense, played well for a while, got pressured on Herbert a lot, just couldn't get him down as many times as he maybe could have. Um, he's a good-looking looking young quarterback, unfortunately, but uh, could have could have ran, could have gotten more down the ground overall. Um, but like I said, overall happy, and this team is definitely in the right direction, going the right direction. Um, and that's all I got. This is Kevin, Raider Kevin from Chicago, Illinois. And peace out. Thank you.
0: Well, first of all, thanks for the call, brother. Keep calling because, you know, every time you got a thought, bring it on to the Raider Nation podcast because we need to hear that from the Raider Nation. Corey Littleton has had trouble this season for sure. Dukowski is doing a great job. He is a beast. I think Littleton will improve – as our defensive backs and free safeties improved they're changing the defense as we speak right now they're making adjustments for each game and i know it sounds like a broken record but look man this is a new defense with a lot of fresh skin haven't had a lot of time to gel it's the hardest part of your team to get together offense is the easiest part believe it or not the defense is the most difficult To have working together. It really is. It's proven time and time again. I think our defense is getting better. I think our offense knows their job. Which is to score, score, and score some more. And don't stop scoring. Because when they do, we end up winning by one point. That's not okay with me. they got to keep the pedal to the metal. Our offense is our strongest point of our team. we got to keep that rolling. And I mean right now. And I'd love to see special teams pick it up a notch. I haven't seen a lot of special team success. Not failures, which is okay with me. But I'd love to see the special teams kick it up, get a couple touchdowns, some turnover, something um, better. But I think our team in general is in a great position, especially where we are. If we can beat the Chiefs one more time, We will be the first in the division. Numero numero uno. That's what I'm looking to. I'm looking to the Chiefs game, although we have to beat the Broncos, and they're not going to roll over. No way. And kudos to the Cable guy. Tom Cable has made, you know, filet mignon at a ground round this whole year, and he keeps doing it. So I'm glad we got him back. He's always been a, the best offensive line coach around. And I'm glad we got him back. We just need to get some linemen back like Trent Brown to make us go into the next half of the season. If Brown can get healthy, be watch out. Because if we can run the ball with Brown and the rest of the offensive line up there... Ha ha ha! Uh, they're going to hate us more than ever. Appreciate the call, my brother. And next, out of Bakersfield, California, it's B-Town Raider. He's up in the house. What do you got for us, my Raider brother?
11: B-Town Raider here, calling out of Bakersfield, California. The game is over. We're 5-3. and three. I don't care what anybody says, 5-3, and three, baby. That's what it is. A win's a win. We all knew this game was going to be close, regardless of the record. Um, that quarterback they have is pretty good. Um, and, man, I'm not going to call for anybody's job, but our defense <laughs> give up the big plays, man. It drives me crazy. But, anyways, a uh, win's a win. To win and I'm sure John Gruden will know what to do with that. But um I'm very proud of our team not giving up. Um, this reminds me, I'm finally I'm finally glad that uh if you guys remember the Monday night game, two thousand nine when Lewis Murphy caught that touchdown and it came out and they said it wasn't a touchdown. I that this is this game reminds me of that game, but we won. Um I honestly thought that guy scored at the very end. I thought here we go, same old Raiders. A team that we know big down in our hearts we could beat. Uh, we just gave up the game. I was thinking, man, that goes a lot of things. But I, when that defensive guy, Isaiah Johnson, I believe, was saying that he had fumbled it, I, I was like, you know what? Let's watch the replay. And sure enough, the ball came out. And, man, I put a big old smile on my face. And I looked to my left, looked to my right.
5: Where are the Chargers fans at?
11: Oh, yeah, that's right. L.A. is uh, known for the L.A. Raiders, not Chargers. But anyways, that's the story uh five and three baby Raiders B-10 Raiders
0: out brother I appreciate the call and the wisdom as always thanks for calling and I do love the fact that whenever we play in LA or we used to play in San Diego it was a home game and those of us or those of you out there who don't know the Raiders or maybe you're new fans or whatever I have been to many, I would venture to say tens of maybe even a hundred games where (laughs) you're in the stands in San Diego and you're home. There's a few fans, but mainly the Raider Nation fills it up. And you know, of course, you know that uh, if it was going on in LA, that whole stadium would be blacked out bro and you know it and so do i (laughs) i love that about the chargers it's just so special love the call brother thank you and our next caller is the cheese head radar he's up in wisconsin what's going on there brother i know it's a little chilly or maybe not you guys are in a heat wave what's happening
4: Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is the Cheesehead Raider from Wisconsin. Got the W, but we didn't get the win. No, sorry to say, we didn't beat the Chargers. The Chargers beat themselves. and We just happened to be there to get the win. Offense played good, ran the ball well. Our defense is not that good. Yes, we got a couple of sacks. But let me take you back. Crosby gets a sack. Two plays later, Chargers first down. Chargers get an offensive pass interference. Two plays later, Chargers get a first down. Oh, two plays after that, touchdown. We won that game because of the punt that was fumbled. And, yes, thank God, they had a one defensive stand to break up the pass at the end. But other besides that, ugh. if people think that we are going to go anywhere if we make it to the playoffs, yes, I did say that word, we are not going to do anything with that defense. Why didn't Mike Mayock make a trade or do something to try to add one or two pieces to our defense? <sighs> Imagine with our offense how good we would be if our defense was halfway decent instead of the disgrace that it is. Well, probably a lot of people disagree with that. Maybe they're just happy with the W. and That's fine, but you got to look at the flaws in losses and in victories if you ever want to be great. That's my take. I am
0: out. Well, first, thanks for the call and the wisdom, my brother. Very good call, bro. But I have to say... To me, I was looking for a trade as well. I think we all were looking to see if someone would be, you know, a lineman or someone would pop up. But no defense, no. And there were defensive players to be had. Don't get me wrong. My opinion on that is that we're going to get a new defensive coordinator, and they do not want to saddle this guy with somebody that another coach wanted. So we'll keep it for another year. We'll keep our team. I'm going to tell you, this is a three-year plan. I told you guys this last year it's a three-year plan we will be in the Super Bowl in three years this is a surprising uh, development of course we're continuing to get better this is the same way John Grud did it last time it's almost an instant replay he built the team and then we went for it and we destroyed everybody so he's right in that mix right now I don't know if he's got everybody he needs I don't know if he's going to keep uh, Paula Gunther, but we'll see. Um, The defense is improving. And I will tell you, I thought the same thing. I mean, it was like third down and 22. And they got the first down. And, And I don't understand that as well. But it happened. I hope they're working on it. This is the detriment of our team this season. But the offense, the offense... If we have our offensive line together, there's no reason we can't put 40 points up every game. 42, 43, 44 points every game on people. No reason. If we can run the ball, control the clock, pass the ball when we want, I'm telling you, man, there's nobody that can stop us even if they score. So if they score 35, we score 42, we get the W. That's how we win games this year. That's how I'm calling it, bro. That's what we got to do. That's a team we have. But it's going to get better next season. You can freaking bet on it. Thanks for the call, my brother. And our next caller is Raider Trip or the RVA.
8: Raider.
0: However you want to call it. What do you have for the Raider Nation, my good brother?
4: Raider
6: Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Trip, a.k.a. the RVA Raider, calling at you from Richmond, Virginia. It's a Monday morning after the Chargers game. Woo, what a game, guys, what a game. Uh, I'll tell you, at one point I was tracking my heart rate, I got up to about 140 beats a minute at the end of the game. That's way higher than any workout that I have, so man, I was like borderline heart attack. Uh, obviously, thrilled that we won the game. Uh, defense is man; it, it's still very concerning. <laughs> they were they were let there at the worst times, but at least that they they held there at the end. It, uh, I gotta say that I, I'm a little disappointed in Gruden for uh, his his conservative play calling. Man, I, I mean, I, I, I don't get it. There there was one point in the first half where. You know, we are in our uh, on our side or the Charger side of the fields, you know, and it's like fourth and two. I don't know why we're not going for that. You know, that, that bit us in the butt against the Buccaneers uh, at toward the end of the game. You don't want to give the ball back to the other team. I want to see him go for it, man. I don't want to see him take those field goals. And on, on the other hand, I, I don't get it. Gruden's so conservative in that situation, yet... He decides he wants to make some plays with, like, 16 seconds left in the first half. Man, I can't tell you how pissed off I was when the Chargers scored with, like, 19 seconds left at the end of the half. Man, I went to go start cook dinner. I walked back through the room, saw they got a field goal, wondered what the hell just happened. So, we were lucky to get by with that win. But, you know, of course, we'll take it. we got a big week coming up with uh, the the Donkeys this week. And then, of course, the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, we're we're sitting in a good spot. Just got to see uh, some different play calls from the coaching staff, and just better play altogether from the defense. But uh, happy to get the W. Uh, I do want to say that uh, I was I was happy to to uh, or, or or I was happy to hear that Raider Randy was all right. You know, I've been thinking about all the people out there in, in the country uh, that are going through everything with, between wildfires and hurricanes, and man, thank God we're past this election season, but. Anyways, Raider Nation, everybody be good to one another out there, and uh, I'm going to talk to you later.
0: This is Raider Trip. I'm out. My good brother. That was a great way to end this show, my man. You summed it all up. You said everything I should have said about what we've been going through and everything else. The offensive conservative play calling to me is a problem. It's a problem because I know it's the strongest part of our team. And it seems like we just, you know, pull our ball sack up inside of us like it's a cold day on a game where should be letting it fly, bro. He should be testing his offense this year. We should be testing everybody to a crazy degree because next year it's going to be all hands on deck going to the Super Bowl. That's what I think. So these, this coach... And I I'm telling you my opinion on Gruden being conservative in the fourth and two is this. He didn't have his Binky. He didn't have his Binky. His Binky is Ben Brown. Ben Brown, I don't know how much we paid him, you know, I know tens of millions of dollars every year. And I, you know, I can't help what has happened to him it just happens, but when he's on the field we win. When he's not on the field, we don't win. We have to fix that. That. And then the fact that he's not there and Gruden has to think, well, no, we don't have the push up front. Why? 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 Because they let the the Chargers right back in this game. We should have lost because we didn't play to win. And that's what I'm going to say about this game. I hope he learns a lesson and doesn't pull the same crap at home next week against the Bronco Hoes. Love that call. The hurricane, you know, Randy's, this is four, fourth. That's four, folks. Raider Randy's been through four hurricanes. Now, here in the West, it's fires so far. And then he's had four hurricanes. Well, don't tell me there's no global warming. I've been on the planet for a few years. Things are not the same. There's a lot going on. We got the COVID. We got the election. Thank God that's over with. We can all step out of our house, take a deep breath, not look at a text or a, or a CNN or a Fox News thing about what the hell else is happening. We need to move on as Americans and go to the next step, which is get rid of this fucking COVID shit. We got to get rid of it and get it out of our communities, out of our colleges out of our sports and out of our freaking lives. That's what I say. God bless the Raider Nation. Whatever freaking color, red, blue, state, I don't give a crap. When you're in the stadium, when you're rooting for the Raiders, you're a fucking Raider. God bless America and God bless the Raider Nation. I am Raider Greg and I am out.